0: Not her arms, a pacifier, or the Moses basket that my handy dad roped from a ceiling beam. Likewise, she's quick to remind me of my preschool years, when fear of separation, fear of strangers, fear of my own stumpy shadow, tightened my dimpled arms noose-like around her neck. Lacking my own memories of these early years, I always thought it would be rude to refute the ones that she had to offer— My parents seemed like the archivists of my early history, and I believed what they told me because I thought I had no means to contradict them. My memory doesn't switch on until later in my toddler years, when a fleck of chili pepper settles on my tongue by mistake. And even that first recollection brings to mind emotional Niagara's in line with what they described. I remember stinging outrage, then humiliated panic. When I acknowledged feeling... I found a way to address the incongruity I always sensed. My folks may remember more from my days in the cradle, but I alone know what I felt as a kid. I was not born ticked off, so much as simply born human, and in forbidding myself a full range of human emotions, a more malignant fury took shape. A bad girl has never been born, wrote Virginia Satir, the famed family therapist. Only persons with potentials are born, Something in that human being has to be denied, projected, ignored, or distorted for her to become some kind of bad, sick, stupid, or crazy girl or woman. Throughout this account, I refer to an unrealized book. This isn't a literary device, so much as an honest record of events. The book I was trying to write when I undertook this subject four years ago died on the delivery table for the same reason this record now exists. I set out to write an objective book about modern remedies for anger, and I ended up with an achingly personal account of why I went looking for remedies in the first place. From the first word, this has been an uncanny project. I wrote this book in real time, transcribing many events even as they continued to play themselves out. As the story developed, my progress began to undo my previous work. When I began telling this account, I was hiding behind the same defense mechanisms this story helped me to find and forced me to part with. Many times over, writing about anger forced me to break apart my ego, my identity. Within my motivations, I found my memories. Within my memories, my emotions. Within my emotions, my kerneled essence. I often wonder whether a biological imperative first led me to set these words down. My desire to start a family ignited some preoccupation with my natural-born one, a drive that's parallel to nature. When, for example, a female sea turtle, or a salmon, reaches adulthood and finds herself ready to lay, she migrates back to the exact nesting ground where she was born, sometimes swimming thousands of miles to get there. The homing instinct serves an evolutionary purpose. Something worked in that spot the conditions surrounding her birth and her earliest youth—the tides, the temperature—were good enough to sustain life. She was born, after all, and she survived. She's still here. During the years described here, I reached a point where my own continued sanity depended on revisiting some dreaded childhood terrain in order to figure out what about the way I was raised didn't work, and also what did. Flailing in work and disappointed in my relationships— I could either look hard at the unspeakable emotions I'd felt as a kid, or they'd continue to blind me to the present moment. All things considered, I was still healthy and young. I had the time to explore and the energy to create, and I couldn't turn away from the chance to figure out how to speak with spontaneity and love with veracity. For me, longing led me back to my past. I have one man to thank in particular. By rejecting me, he spurred me to root out the difficult emotions I'd buried in the blanched expanse of my youth. There I found not just anger, but also gratitude, not only for him, but also for my slippery sister, my gentle father, my impassioned mother, and most tender days for my life as it is. I couldn't connect with humanity until I stopped fighting my own. Here at last, I surrender to it. Part 1. Incitement. Lost really has two disparate meanings. Losing things is about the familiar falling away. Getting lost is about the unfamiliar appearing. Rebecca Solnit